Hey, it's Chef Carla, and welcome to Show Up Fully. This is a podcast where I share what it's like to show up for your real life. If you don't know me, I'm a food stylist and content creation coach. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok. It's Carla Contreras, and more information in today's show notes. This episode is about refilling your taza or cup in English. It's about how I became a food stylist. I'm also going to talk about how I started this podcast, why I started this podcast, why I work with a brand called Tadine Tea that literally fills my cup to the brim and so much more. We are in Hispanic Heritage Month right now. If you're listening in September of 2022, I'm also going to talk about my culture and my background being a Latina woman. And I'm really just excited to share with you what refills my cup. And I would like to take a moment and ask you, what refills your cup? What fills you up? What makes you feel whole? And I'll put journal prompts in the show notes as I always do. And I also want to share with you that I have created a new ebook with Tadine T called Refill Your Tasa. And I have in parentheses cup. It's recipes with Tadine Tea and Herb Co. And it's full of tea drinks and cocktails and smoothies. And there is a beautiful hot chocolate. And I have had so much fun creating this book. And I can't wait for you to see it. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. I would really appreciate if you could share it with someone you love, if it resonates with you via text message, via email, create an Instagram story. You can always tag me. I would love that. All right, let's get into the interview that Tadine T asked me to do last year, just after Hispanic Heritage Month. And the first question is, what inspired you to start recipe development and your podcast show up fully? So way back when, in 2001, when I started culinary school, I told my friend Megan Carolyn, who is still my friend to this day. We literally text each other GIFs um, because we're both on Peloton and we'll text each other after we do a workout. It's like the most fun ever. That is a way I refill my cup, by the way. Um, so I told her that I wanted to be a food stylist on the first day of culinary school. Mind you, I literally had no idea what a food stylist did, but I wanted to be one. And so therefore I was at culinary school. Now it took me until 2013. So it took me like 12 years of working in hotels and restaurants and catering and all the things I worked at whole foods to start food styling. So I saw a class, it was at the French culinary 
which became International Culinary Center, which is now sadly gone. And I met my food styling mentor, Heather Meldrum, and literally, as soon as I met her, she was like, oh my gosh, you cook? You are a trained chef? Yes. I would love for you to be my assistant. So I worked with her for two full years. And we worked on all sorts of food styling gigs. Like some of my favorite ones were on location for Better Homes and Gardens. My goodness. Like if you've ever looked at one of those magazine covers or their stories, like there is so many people that go into creating that. It's just, it's absolutely phenomenal. So I worked with her. And then once I had my daughter, I feel like I worked up until I was like nine months pregnant with Ella. And then I worked through a little bit of Mossimo and I just couldn't do it anymore. I, I had to figure out how I was going to stay at home, write recipes, food style, take videos, do all the things from home because I had two babies and I had moved from New York City to New Jersey. And the train from my house to the city is two and a half hours each way. So that was like not a possibility. So I created basically work from home before there was work from home. And it was incredible to be able to work with brands like Well and Good, Just Bobby, Bumblebee Tuna from home. And so that's what I have done literally since 2016. Okay. The podcast, it was started in 2020. I did have a podcast. And if you've listened to the show for a while, it was called Cooking is the New Healthy. But in 2020, I was like, okay, I want to move into show up fully because I want to show up fully for all of the things and I feel like showing up is a bit, it's just like a big term in terms of like business, in terms of wellness, in terms of spirituality, in terms of parenthood. We're asked to show up in all of these places. But number one, we're not told how to show up. And number two, we're not told what to do when we don't want to and or are unable to show up. And this is an important distinction, being unable to show up. And I've had so many conversations with people about being unable to show up, maybe physically, maybe mentally, maybe emotionally. Like there are all sorts of different ways that prevent us from showing up. And those things are completely valid. And I want to like give that space that there are things that happen in the world and maybe they are things that are completely out of our control in which a way we cannot show up. So I want to acknowledge that. So on the podcast, if you haven't listened to this before, I have interviews, I have podcast snacks, I talk to healers, I talk to Instagram experts, I talk to cookbook authors. I really love to dive deep into the people that I know and have connected with. So when you listen to this podcast, I have connected with each person deeply. And that's what makes this such a special place. 
So the next question here is let's talk tea. Are you a tea drinker? My goodness, yes. If so, what's your favorite tea? And thinking back to your past near or far, what's your favorite tea inspired memory or moment? So I love this question and I also want to throw this into the journal prompts. If you have a favorite tea memory, I would love to know. Personally, I would love to know. Send me a DM on Instagram or, you know, find my email address in the show notes. Send me a message because I want to know what is your favorite tea memory if you have one. So for me, I'm like a massive tea drinker. And I remember when Tadine first approached me to create content from them. I found them through a DM. I there was a tea, I feel like it was like Te de Mama, which is like a mother tea. And it's a blend that they no longer carry, but it was literally my favorite. And they sent me this gorgeous box of tea and I did a giveaway with them. And then a few years later, they asked me to create content. And I was like, oh my goodness. Yes. I love tea. This lights me up. I am so excited to create for you. And it's just been this beautiful relationship that I have with them. And I feel like for me, I get to be 100% who I am, which refills me in ways that I can't even express to you. So yes, I'm a huge tea drinker and I also lived in England during my culinary internship when I went to Johnston Wales for culinary school and I drink tea every single day. We were not allowed to have coffee, side note here, and I just became this huge tea drinker and I would like to say like I love all kinds of tea. And I love matcha. I love green tea. I love black tea. Um, hibiscus has been a new one as I've worked with Tadine. I absolutely love it. And chamomile, or do you pronounce it chamomile? I would love to know that as well, because that's something that is definitely out there. So I have a cabinet full of tea right now. And I get to play and experiment by working with Tadine. And it's literally one of the best things that I get to do. And I can't wait to hear what you think of the ebook because it literally is, it's joy. It's pure joy to create this. Okay, so tea is not only part of my day, but it's also part of my writing process. So I like to sit down with a warm mug before 5 a.m. And I have two kids. If you haven't listened to the show before, I have two kids. They are seven and six right now. And I really like to sit down with my warm mug of tea and take a deep breath. And I invite you to do the same. Take a deep breath in your nose and take a deep breath out your nose or mouth. And that's the kind of joy and the kind of presence that I bring to my 5 a.m. cup of tea. I really love to do that. And I also like to drink a cup of tea 
before bed, I often will bring a cup of tea with me to bath time with my kids as a way to anchor myself into the evening routine for myself. It's such a beautiful experience. So let's talk about Hispanic Heritage Month because this is a huge part of my identity. My dad is from Chile. He came from Chile in the 70s to Rochester, New York, where I was born. And growing up, food was a huge part of my culture. And my grandfather lived with us until we were about six. So there was a lot of Spanish speaking. There was a lot of Chilean food. There was like big pots of lengua, which is, is tongue. There was pernil, which is pork. There was tripe stew. There was sopapillas, which are these pumpkin fried dough, empanadas. Actually, one of my family members has an empanada business, um, and avocado toast. This was way before avocado toast was cool. I was having avocado toast a little bit of olive oil and salt for breakfast. It was incredible. And I also thought about this in terms of writing these, this article and answering these questions for Tadine was that I have a huge identity towards Puerto Rican culture and Puerto Rican food because my cousin's father was from Puerto Rico. And so we had things like tostones and maduros, which are um, unripe and ripe plantains. Like, uh, oh my goodness, I could I could crave a plantain right now. I love plantains so much. Pollo guisado. I love this. I crave this. It's a chicken stew that literally just like warms my soul. I worked with a housekeeper that was from Colombia that used to make a version that it just, it was such comfort, such comfort. When I was a personal chef, um, she used to cook for me and it was just, it was just so wonderful to be taken care of in that way. So there was a lot of things, arroz con guandules, rice and beans, pastelion, which is lasagna with plantains. It's it's a type of lasagna. Some will say it's Puerto Rican lasagna. And literally everything was seasoned with adobo. Everything. Like, and my Italian-American mother took this on. She literally put it in salad dressing, in chicken, in potatoes. Like adobo was in everything. So for me, having two children, it makes it extra important to remember my Hispanic culture, my Hispanic heritage. And I love going to the library and reading to my kids in Spanish. I am not fluent in Spanish. It is not perfect by any means, but things that are important is listening to music, teaching them how to dance, introducing them to foods. It's just it's so beautiful, especially with plantains. Like I have a special relationship with plantains and to have my kids love that, it just lights me up. So part of the content creation that I do and part of what's in the ebook with Tadine, which again is in the show notes, 
I love to use colors and flavors and music to create all of this because Tadim is Hispanic culture and it allows me again to be fully myself and that refills my cup. Oh my gosh. In so many beautiful ways. It refills my cups in terms of my culture, in terms of my heritage, in terms of creation, in terms of being myself fully and for other people to witness that. If you've liked this episode, I would love to hear from you. Text message, email, social media. I'm It's Carla Contreras on Instagram. There's more information in the show notes. Sending you and yours so much love. Bye.